The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. What's up, Connection Podcast Network listeners? Welcome to the War Wrestling Above Replacement. I am JT. That is Marcus. We are here with you on whatever podcatcher application you may be listening on, but also on YouTube. So if you want to check us out in video format, head over to our YouTube channel, North South Connection. You can subscribe there and get all of the War episodes and many of our other podcasts in video form as well. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm great. Look at us in unison tonight, representing the Heart doing Foundation. Heart Foundation. Yeah. Love that. Not bad, not bad. Uh, we got a big night. We're ending yeah. another season, bud. This is uh, big stuff. We made it. This is a long season, too. We've done some work <laughs> this yeah, season. It's been a monster. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot. So it, this is our, what, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six season that we've gone through. Um, so it's always cool to wrap one up. So tonight we're covering just one show. We covered three on our last episode. Tonight we do just WrestleMania 32 and then our awards. Before we get to that, though, just a quick up uh, recap of what the show is about. It's a sabermetric-style plus-minus breakdown of every WWE pay-per-view of all time. If you think of uh, everything wrestling at replacement level, as average as it gets, an average match, two and a half, uh, average interaction, average moments, average crowd, 
all your baseline. If anything that we believe is above average gets a point, anything below average minus a point, we total that all up, net it out, and we're stack ranking every pay-per-view in history. Uh, we're watching them in a seasonal format. We consider WF season to be starting the month after WrestleMania in any given year. So for this season, we started with Extreme Rules 2015, ends with WrestleMania the following calendar year, ending at WrestleMania 32. That's a WF season that year right there. So, uh, Marcus, what categories do we rank these shows in? Uh, we start off with build, followed up by commentary, atmosphere, notable moments and importance, match grades, card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And for us, an all-time match is anything that we both agree is 4.25 for a positive. And for a minus, anything we both agree is a 0.75 and below. All right. So, uh, like I said, we're doing every year. And then at the end of the season, too, we'll, we're stack ranking the seasons based on an average war score. Uh, to start the show off, what we do is our match grades for every match. So I give I grade. Marcus gives his grade. We average the out that out. Uh, we round that up to the nearest quarter star. And then we either plus minus it from two and a half. Because two and a half to us is a replacement level match. So if our average match grade rounded up is a four, that gets a plus 1.5 for the total score. If it's a one, it gets a minus 1.5 for the total score. We add those up, and that's our match grade category. Uh, and that's where we're going to start momentarily as we talk WrestleMania 32 from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, April 3rd, Charity 2016. World. A disputed 101,763, <laughs> as it's listed here, uh. Uh, is what it is. But, uh, Marcus, your boy was in attendance at this show. Uh, I did go to Jerry World for WrestleMania 32. I started my stretch of consecutive manias. That's going to end this year uh, with WrestleMania in LA. But uh, I've been to everyone since 32 until this coming one, and obviously the COVID one. But now, did uh, it, was, it feel yeah. like a hundred thousand people were there? It felt big, man. It was okay. a lot of freaking people. I believe like, it. I don't dispute the number. It looks. I, I never been in. I'd say that's probably the most people I'd ever been around to that point in my life. Like the only other media I'd been to was 20 and 29. I mean, 20 was obviously just at MSG 29. Was it, you know, met life, which holds a lot of people, but not a hundred thousand. So I'd never been to a Michigan game or Ohio state. Like, so I'd never been around that many people. Um, if it felt massive to me, it felt like a lot of people, uh, the stadium is amazing. I'd say, I'd say Dallas isn't my favorite mania town of the ones I've been to. Cause I think everything's just spread out. I don't find it to be super conducive or like exciting. It doesn't give a big mania vibe. Like some cities you're in and you feel the mania vibe, New Orleans, um, Tampa felt that way. Like this, some of you are in and you're like, oh, okay, this is like, this is even Nashville for summer. Like, it feels like there's an event. There's people everywhere. You're running into wrestlers everywhere. Dallas was very spread out. Like you didn't, you'd go miles without seeing anyone. You're like, how oh, are a hundred thousand people here for the show? And where are they all? Um, but the stadium I think is probably the best. I would say it's probably the best mania stadium. It's state of the art. It's unbelievable. The video board is sick. Um, you know, I went to this past year's one in Dallas and like, now they have like, seat food delivery like you just order on your phone they bring you whatever you want oh, wow. they have like awesome concessions it's just it's an amazing um arena and it, i felt that way even at 32 like we had i was just sitting with a there was a big ptb contingent but i was sitting just me and the the cowboy were solo together in our seats and we had a really really good view um it was a long night though it was a long day it was mm. uh we left very early because there was going to be snow it was a rare april snowstorm up here so I left my house at 2.30 in the morning that day, uh, flew down. We had a delay at the airport. We had an issue with the rental car. 
uh, we pulled up to the PTB tailgate as it was already started. Um, go to the show. By the time we got back to the hotel, it was, I think it was like 23 straight hours or something like we had been up at that point. Um, so I'll say like the end of the show felt long, <laughs> felt long to me at that time. Um, it was definitely a long show, but it was one is again, it was exciting to be there. I get some really good memories of it. We'll talk about some of it as we go. Did you watch this one live? Oh, definitely. Um, and this, this one was like, a, okay, like kind of like for the Super Bowl where it's like an all day thing, like this WrestleMania yeah. being on the network. Um, I know WrestleMania 31 and 30 were also on the network, but this one was yeah. like a, they were making this an all day affair um, right. with like the pre pre show and, and like the pre show and the pre show being split up. I think on like some of it was YouTube, all of it was on the network, but like there was different portions of it yeah. being um, simulcast on other platforms. Um, and like actual like consequential matches on the, the pre-show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this one was a, a pretty big deal, uh, all day kind of event. Um, so by the time it got to the night, you know, there's some, uh, uh, some strong feelings Geek. one way or the other yeah. about, <laughs> about, there's a lot of anger. Right? I, I remember it just in different chat groups and on Twitter. And so there's a lot of anger on that night i mean this was the really the kickoff of like the mania super show like yeah you know it kind of started with 29 was a little bit bloated with the concert and stuff but it wasn't like super long but this really starts the era of like the and it doesn't end up lasting too long because covid radically changes things but Mm -hmm. um from here through 35 you know this four mania stretch is like the bloated mega show wrestlemania it's like you're gonna get a million matches you're gonna get the musical acts you're gonna get the segments it's going to go five hours you're going to get bloated out of the gate um and that's just what these manias are and i think in a way it caps them um i think for us in our system they may do okay because we tend to have compiling go on a lot with our shows right so a longer may not be the worst for us but in general when you're thinking top mania lists like that stretch generally doesn't pop up because they are so long and no matter how much good stuff is in there there's still like three hours of bloat in a five hour show, even if two hours yeah. are all time. I think 33 mm-hmm. is similar um, where there's probably a great two and a half hour show inside of a five yep. hour package. Right. So, um, so one of the positives that came out of the COVID stuff was they went to the two nights. I, I wasn't a fan of it at first. Yeah, I was going to two of them. Um, I've kind of come around. Uh, it was nice. Like you kind of have your spot both nights, you know, you get there. It's, it's like having a season ticket almost. And the shows just don't feel as long, you know, even though they're both a little mm-hmm. over three hours. So there's still, it's still like a seven hour mania if you're sitting and watching it. Right. But it's um, the way they break it up now. It doesn't feel as long in the moment. So you're, you're more fresh. So you get to go back mm-hmm. and kind of reset for the next night. I felt like much more, I had much more energy by the end of night two, like the last two years. than I would have, you know, WrestleMania 34 or whatever, when you're just like, okay, I'm ready to go by the sixth hour of this thing. Um, yeah. So, but my argument at the time was, you know what you're getting. Like, that's why the yep. complaints used to bother me a bit because it's like, okay, you can complain about what it is, but if you're watching it, you know, like, don't act dumb and act surprised. Like, yep. I can't believe this is five hours. Like, you knew what the hell it was going to be. Like, is that's 100%. maybe 32, not as much, but like by by 33, 34, 35, if you're complaining that it's five hours, like, then you just shouldn't watch it live because it was it was it is what it's going to be at that point. That's that's what they had set it up to be. Yeah, and it's literally my thing is like it's in the title of the event. It's WrestleMania. It's not like Wrestle Moderation. Like it's WrestleMania. It, there's going to be a insane. lot, so yeah. you know, be prepared for that. Um, 
but I do like now that I'm a little bit, a little bit older and have some responsibility in my life, uh, moving to a Saturday Sunday format, um, and having both shows kind of clock in under four hours. Uh, I think the first one, you yep. know, clocked in at three, um, this year, uh, when 2022, it seemed like they're kind of crept back up to four, but it's still a lot more yeah. palatable when it's, you know, a Saturday night and a Sunday night, as opposed to right. eight straight hours on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as a caveat, too, obviously, this is much maligned as a mania, like on any list. I think even Aaron and I, when we did a No Holds Barred, we had it pretty low, if not the worst. So I, I think it's pretty much always been regarded as one of the worst um, WrestleManias, if not the worst bottom three for most people. Uh, I think on our system, it may go a little bit differently than that, because, yeah. uh, like I mentioned, we, you know, we rate everything very differently. Um, we're not as concerned with just match quality or length you know but some of that bears out right we talk about stuff like card structure and all that like some of that's going to affect it so um but i think if there's any system where this show could do better it's a system like ours because there are a lot of big moments on it and a lot of stuff happens and the crowd for it being a long night re-watching it the crowd was like very engaged almost the whole mm -hmm. way through so i mean mm -hmm. you didn't feel that burnout all right, let's get into it. Uh, you mentioned there were a few pre-show matches, and yeah, they were important. We had Kalisto, again, uh, showing up strong, retains his U.S. title by defeating Ryback. Uh, the big then we had guy. Team Total Divas, Div Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Eva Marie, Natalia, and Paige defeat Team, Blad, Team Bad and Team Blonde, Emma, Lana, Naomi, Summer Rae, and Tamina by submission. The Usos defeated the Dudleys in a tag team match. Dudley's still hanging around. It's crazy that we're in... 2016, the Usos still aren't to the point where they're like a oh. lock on the Mania card, you know? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> kind of crazy. We also had, uh, was it the presentation of the uh, belt? Or yeah. I know, like, it, they yeah. did the, like the unveiling, yeah. Yeah, Lita comes unveiling. out and unveils the new women's championship. Uh, the Divas title was retired, and the winner of the, the match tonight would be the first ever women's champion. So that was in the pre show as well. Um, our, our broadcast team is Michael Cole, JBL, and Byron Saxton. So we're kind of sticking with that trio. And uh, we get right to our opener, which is a, a hot opener. It's a ladder match, the IC title. Kevin Owens is our champion. We get our first ever KO Mania. So he's got the shirt on. So he's in it. It's Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Zack Ryder, Sami Zayn, Sin Cara, and Stardust. So I this is a, a shrewd move. It kind of harkens back to the days of the old Money in the Bank openers from, you know, decade or so before this mm -hmm. uh when they would open every mania usually with the money in the bank first second match uh they let these guys go ball out it's 15 minutes we get the i mean you look back and it's it's an upset win zach Ryder winning the IC title out of nowhere uh i guess it was rumored though i remember people saying at the time he was actually the betting favorite in some of the overseas markets mm. that did bets so there must have been mm -hmm. some rumor out there that he was going to get his moment i know his dad was there um so it's a cool moment uh, we get Zane and Owens going at it. You know, they're going to have their feud here in 2016. So that was cool. Sin Cara, I think, deserved the spot. You know, we, we had talked about kind of some yeah. of the Lucha Dragon stuff. Uh, Miz, you know, always belongs in their Armania. You know, Cody gets his Mania match, Ziggler. So uh, there's a good way to get all these guys on the card. And the match was great. I went four and a quarter. I mean, I thought they ripped it 15 minutes in and out. There wasn't a ton of hanging around. Um, I thought it was a really good, really good match. And I mean, you could argue, I mean, which is always a tough thing to say on a, on a big card like this, but probably match of the night, not of the gate. So, Yeah, this one is hard to top. Uh, I went four and a quarter as well, so that is an all-time match for us. Uh, so it gets the extra uh, war point there. 
Um, I, I think I remember this one was like a product of so many injuries uh, coming into this event that I think like Sincara and I think Ryder were kind of like running changes. They were able to add on TV. I can't remember who got taken out or who was uh, too banged up to make the match, but that's my memory. I remember that um, uh, watching it live. Um, but I wish this kind of thing happened a lot more often with these multi-man matches uh, where it's like it's the perfect excuse to just kind of have like a, an upset win or an underdog win. And it makes uh, it makes those matches actually mean something when it's OK. Anybody can actually win this because I've seen it before. Um, it's not always just a, mm -hmm. a heavy favorite winning. So uh, I thought this was an excellent use uh, of Ryder and, and everybody else involved. And, um, you could tell a lot of people in the match, uh, it was an interesting split. Actually. It was, um, a lot of like the John Laurinaitis era of talent relations and a lot of the new triple H regime of like the NXT yeah. guys in this match. It was a pretty, pretty interesting mix, uh, to kind of see like the, um, the two eras of the upper mid card of WWE for the last, uh, 10 years or so, uh, mix. So, that was cool to see, and, and cool to see Ryder get a big moment as a, uh, a long-time uh, broski apologist. Uh, our next match is uh, Chris Jericho taking on AJ Styles as Y2AJ explodes, uh, formerly here at WrestleMania. Um, pretty good match. I went three and a half uh, right around their match from um, Fastlane. Um, kind of surprised to see Jericho pick up the win. Um, maybe you can talk God, about there the, were uh, so many angry the people. Audience. So yeah. many angry people. I remember that just was like pissed off everybody. I, I think mm -hmm. it started to turn the momentum of the show, like the fan view. I think after that opener, everyone was feeling kind of good. Um, Styles and Jericho, I talked about it at Fast Lane. I thought their chemistry is not quite there. I thought this was disappointing. 17 minutes with these two guys, and AJ hadn't broken down. Like he's his best WF stuffs to come in a year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know Jericho wasn't exactly in the run of his career here. Like we haven't been super high on him, but I mean, three and a half for them with the 17 minutes on a mania stage, like definitely felt disappointing to me. AJ losing made no sense. Then it makes no sense now besides just doing the whole, you get to prove yourself type thing. Um, and especially when you look at where he's headed, like, we're not going to talk about it right now. We'll get to it eventually when we come back and hit the season, but like, he's going to be the number one contender going into the next pay-per-view. He's getting the title mm -hmm. shot, right? Um, or is that the four? Whatever it is, he's involved in the title picture for the next few months. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he's going to be in the title match. Seems like next a no-brainer. The next two pay-per-views, he's in the main event. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you and know? it seems like a no-brainer. Like, like, just pin Jericho, move on. So it was definitely yep. questionable. Uh, disappointing match, a disappointing outcome. Uh, next, we have our six-man action: the New Day taking on the League of Nations. It's uh, is everyone but Barrett, right? It's Sheamus, yep. um, Sheamus Del Rio, and Rusev. Uh, and League of Nations actually win the match, which was surprising. Um, but it's, uh, of course, then leads to the big moment we'll talk about later with all the legends coming out. Uh, Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley all come out. So that kind of sets up the payoff for New Day, getting the big moment over the match. Um, you know, League of Nations still being presented as a threat, I guess. So I went to 275. I mean, it was fine. The big, yeah. the big parts of this match aren't the match; it's the moments. It's the Budios entrance with the big box of cereal, and then the legend stuff. Yeah, uh, I went to two point seven five as well, and we talked about it last episode. I thought they should have put the tag titles on the line and just make it, hey, the tag titles are right. on the line in a, a six man tag match. And uh, as long as you explain it, um, I think I think it's okay yeah. and it makes it um, special for WrestleMania. But 
uh, yeah, it's all about getting to the legends at the end, um, which was okay. But having having two heel finishes, uh, two heels go up um, in the first two matches, and like you know that Jericho Styles match, it's a long match. You know, it's getting close to twenty minutes, and then this one, it's um, it's a long time without feeling too good. So that's uh, going to continue with our next match as Dean Ambrose, uh, who's been on a really good run this season, takes on Brock Lesnar. Uh, this kind of seems like a little bit of a consolation prize for these two, uh, mm-hmm. being excluded from the world title pitcher. Um, I went with a 3.25. Uh, a lot of a lot of speculation, a lot of opinions about this match. Um, yeah, I personally kind of think it rocks that Brock Lesnar treats WrestleMania like he's working his local indie. Um, <laughs> it's an unprecedented <laughs> level <laughs> of swag. Um, I think that's kind of dope. Yeah, three and a quarter for me, too. It was super disappointing at the time. I think it was a little bit better rewatching it than I remembered, but it's still disappointing when you consider where they were both at. Uh, it was actually a little more violent than I remembered. I remember it being more tame, but they, they actually do do some pretty good spots. Um, you mentioned the controversy behind it. There's the rumors that Lesnar didn't want to play ball. Um, he wasn't interested in being there and all this stuff and whatever. Um I remember at the time thinking like, oh, this is, like you said, a consolation. Like we talked about in our last episode quite a bit where we both felt that these guys should have probably been in the main event along with Triple H and Roman Reigns. It just done a four-way. I think it would have been a lot hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think WDF does, or WWE does well with four-man main events like that. Like I think it could have yep. been really well done and had a lot of heat and excitement um, if they went that route. Instead, this this feels like two guys that felt like they should have been doing something more. Um, just kind of going through the motions a bit. And uh you know, ends up going, what, 13 minutes? Like, it, it felt like it's lost on this card. It's early, too, mm-hmm. in the night. I mean, I guess it's almost midway, but, um, yeah, I don't know. This felt kind of like a waste. We yep. can talk about that. I mean, the whole card feels a little weird in waste. But um, All right, next up is, I would say, where the if the show ended after this next match, we'd be probably looking at this media <laughs> very differently. This is where it starts to turn. Our next match is our one, two, three, four, sixth match, right? And when you look at it, you're like, okay, we got three matches left. But if you look at the time, I think there's like still over two hours left in the show at this point mm-hmm. when you get to this match. Like it's yeah, a this lot is like the halfway left. point. Yeah. Yeah. You're like only two two hours in. And that's Charlotte Flair, a successfully defends her uh new well, Divas champion coming in. That title's retired. So I guess is the first ever women's champion, defeats Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. I think we like that they went with all three of them. They were the three big mm-hmm. pieces that came up from NXT. They were the three kind of drivers of the feud throughout the winter. It looks like maybe they may go Charlotte, Sasha, but I think Becky deserved to be in the mix. Absolutely. Uh, with her role, we get the big Sasha entrance with Snoop. I thought for sure that night she was winning. When she came out with Snoop, I'm like, oh, well, she's not going to lose with this entrance. Uh, this was our first introduction to Charlotte Must Pose, I think, on the big show. Uh, when she won this one, I was like, okay, all right. This is how it's going to be with her. Um, not that she didn't deserve it, but it was kind of felt like this. If, if there was a spot for her to lose, this could have been it. Uh, she ends up retaining. And I like this match quite a bit. I think it holds up. But again, I, I feel like they were pressing a little. And I think you can see it come through. I think they were, they knew what this meant, the stakes, the moment. First real big trust in a women's match at a WrestleMania. Um, so it felt like maybe they were trying a little too hard to deliver a classic. I still liked it a lot with three and three quarters. It's a really cool moment. And again, if they... If they go right to Triple H Reigns here, and you know maybe we get maybe we get one little thing in between and out, like all right, we're talking a tight <laughs> three and a half mm-hmm. hour WrestleMania and we're <laughs> gone, right? 
Um, and it's a pretty good show because even though we haven't been blown away, it's solid, right? I mean, we're four and a quarter, three and a half, three, three and a quarter. Like, you know, we're looking at a pretty strong show at this point. But what do you think of this match? Uh, this one did reach classic for me. Uh, I went 4.25 on it. Uh, I felt like anytime the match was uh, between Becky and Charlotte, it it was like exceeding. Uh, it was really mm-hmm. good. And um, I thought it felt forced when it got Sasha in there. Um, just because Becky and Charlotte seemed very um, committed to like conflict. Like it felt like a right. very real struggle. And then what Sasha likes to do is a lot of the um, – PC taught Lucha stuff, which is very hard to get into naturally. And now you're adding like an extra person in the match. Um, so I think a lot of her offense just doesn't fit very well for a triple threat match at this point in her career. Um, but it still has like some really cool moments. Like Charlotte has the big dive to the outside. Um, mm-hmm. We get, we get slick Rick involved. Um, yeah, yep. So yeah, there is lots to lots to like about this match for me. I think it's, um, I think it's the best triple threat match in WrestleMania history. Hot take oh. Jones coming in. Better than WrestleMania 20? By a mile. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> uh, um, you also get Charlotte in Flair's robe, Rick's robe, which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. That was cool. Yeah. All right. Take oh, us into this next. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have the honor, the pleasure, um, the esteemed honor to take us into basically what is the attraction match um, for this show as it is Shane McMahon taking on the undertaker. Uh, now there's some stipulations here, obviously undertakers. Uh, well, streak's not intact, um, but still it's a, it's a undertaker win. I think if undertaker loses, he's done wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah. He can never wrestle WrestleMania. Again. And then if, uh, if Shane wins, then Shane gets control of Monday night raw. Um, yeah which happens yeah because he came back on the vince mcmahon memorial night yeah um you could tell this wasn't the plan i mean you could tell whatever they had planned this this wasn't it i mean because they had this whole idea of the undertaker now as vince's mercenary for some reason uh when that's Mm -hmm. never been the case and he's fighting his son and shane loses but then vince ends up giving him control of raw anyway like the next (laughs) night like the whole thing is fucking stupid um i don't get why they shoehorn these tips in why it's a sell, I don't know. Um, why does it go a half hour? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it felt like none a of it makes sense. Game. It felt like a video yeah. game storyline, like a fever dream. It's um, like, when you enter this this freaking match, there's like two hours left in the show. When you end exit it, I mean, it's like 40 minutes all in. You know, it's a 45 minutes all in. It's like ridiculous. Shane's enters with the kids. It's like, it just takes forever. Um, <laughs> that said... Like, you know, on some lists, they have it like worst match in WrestleMania history, hands down. Uh, I think a lot of that was in the moment, like sitting through that show live, it making no sense. Why are we doing it? Like, I think that really added to it. Watching it back in kind of a vacuum, watching this mania in parts without the emotional attachment to the happenings of the time. I I thought it was like fine, average. I went two and a half. Which is low. I mean, for an Undertaker WrestleMania match and a Hell in a Cell match, like two and a half may as well be a zero. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was like the real dud it's presented as. Like, I think there's still some good stuff. You get Shane going off the cage. You get some good teases. Shane takes a good offense. I think they could have shaved 12 minutes off it easily, tighten easily. it up, and now you're talking. The bigger egregious part is that they give it 30 
it's a stupid story. And then we're still going to do a bunch of nonsense after this, including a main event that should not go as long as it goes. And a segment that had no right to be here. Yeah, that's the yeah. We'll get we'll get to that segment. Um, I went two and a half as well. Uh, I agree with you. It's I don't think it's the albatross that uh, a lot of people say that it is. Um, but I said it's it's not good either. Um, when they get to the spots that like you want to see, it's like okay, this is this is good. Like you know, we know it's all about getting to the dive. Uh, we know about you know Shane trying to get his MMA punches in on uh on or his boxing punches in on Undertaker, and then they. They have like this MMA kind of like submission struggle, and it's like okay, that's like less of what I want to see. Um, but yeah, when they get to like the weapons, they get to uh, the stuff on the outside, like it picks up a little bit. But yeah, it, it's it's just kind of a wash. Like it, it's two and a half. Um, the main thing is is the commitment of time. Like does not need to be a forty minute segment. You know, right. cut this down. Like let this thing burn burn bright, burn burn hot. I know part of that is like Undertaker during this period thinks like, okay, I can't, I have to have long matches to pace myself. Like, but like, if that's the case, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, done, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be out there. Like, I mean, we went, when we were watching this, we were throwing back and forth, like a lot of different options they could have done. I mean, one we didn't talk about that they could have done too is open the show with this. Not mm. go 30, mm-hmm. open with the cell. Everyone's hot. Taker throws them off and then use the ladder in the middle to wake everyone back up. Like they could have done yeah. that. But even that said, the crowd is into this. Again, like, I mean, the crowd's not dead yet. Like, they are into no. this whole match and spectacle, pretty much. They're not, like, checked out. So, I mean, it's, again, I think it's a pretty overlooked crowd um, for this time, for uh, WrestleMania history. Like, I think it's it's a pretty strong one until the main event. But what really screwed them here was Cena getting hurt. I, I think I think they probably would have went Cena Undertaker here and yeah. finally did it, is my guess. Um, they had wanted to do it a couple times, and they ended up missing the window by not doing it before this. Um but I think they would have done it here if Cena didn't get hurt. My my guess is they were marching toward that. Um, I don't know what they were thinking with this whole chain story. Like I don't know why th- any of this was necessary. Um, you know, just yeah. have Vince put him in the cell against Taker to punish him for in ruining his thing. Like, why do we need any of those stipulations? Just say, you know what, I'm going to give you a match and then take her in the cell. Screw you for ruining my ceremony. And just have yeah, it not be 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if like Shane coming back was always a plan because he's in tremendous, tremendous shape. <laughs> he's huge. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So it seems like maybe, maybe he was preparing for something at WrestleMania. But again, like yeah. Cena being injured throws throws a wrench into it. Orton is injured. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Harper and Wyatt are both injured. Uh, yep. Rollins is injured. Like that's a lot of big injuries big at the top of the card uh, for big names. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows like what pieces were supposed to fit where? It'd be pretty interesting to like actually hear what the plans were. But um, yeah, as it stands, this is just a straight up uh, straight up wash for us. I remember the Kevin Kelly show uh, two weeks before this. We had Pete Gas on for an interview. Oh and yeah, we were trying to get him. We were trying to work him a little bit, and he he made it like he was teasing like the, the Main Street Posse may show up. And I was I wanted it so bad. I was like, it would be awesome callback if they showed up in the cell and tried to help Shane, and they all get the shit kicked out of him in the cell. It would have been Jacob. so awesome. That's like, what we needed. We needed some kind of or something. something. Yeah. 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 Or what they missed was having Shane be heel, because that would have been more fun too. If they come in instead of Shane trying to be tough MMA guy, have him go heel and be with Vince, and Taker's trying to prevent him from taking over control of the company, and then he's chicken shit Shane. Like running, trying to escape and get thrown around, like that would have been 
you know, emptying the chamber, bringing guys out like that, like 99, 2000 chain would have been more fun. Yeah. Or like even have Undertaker commit to being a heel and then you can turn him back the next night. Like people aren't going to boo the Undertaker forever. Like just kind of commit to, you know, he's a supernatural character. Like you can, you could really have a, you know, creative freedom there on how you want to want to get to it. But it was stupid. The whole thing was stupid. <laughs> Um, all right, so we go from there into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And again, I love to get these guys on the pay-per-view. It's cool. But this is one where you look at this card and where we're at. If we're going to go 30 in the cell and mm-hmm. we're married to going 30 for the main event, like put this in the pre-show. Like we probably didn't need a 10-minute Battle Royal with no heat stuck after this match. Or open the show, old school style. WrestleMania 4, Battle Royal opens the show. Um, because there's no one super captivating in here. That's going to like really engross the crowd. We got Fandango, Damian Sandow, Shaquille O'Neal, Big Show, which was cool. Shaq was a surprise. We didn't get the show now. Uh, Victor and Connor, DDP, Tatanka. I mean, it was cool. Those guys are in it, but they barely get noticed because we're just chugging along, you know? Jack Swagger, R-Truth, Goldust, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Heath Slater, Tyler Breeze, Mark Henry, Darren Young, Bo Dallas, Kane, and our winner, Baron Corbin. I mean, like, it's a freaking jobber parade. You know, like, I don't... This should have been on the pre-show, 100% on yeah. the pre-show. Like, we didn't need that team bad match or the Kalisto, like, whatever. Just, or make extra room on the pre-show. We got a two-hour pre-show. Ten-minute battle royal, put it on the pre-show. Um, that Shave that out of here, right? If you if you get rid of that, you cut Taker Shane by 10 minutes, which is doable. That's not crazy. Take it to 20. Mm-hmm. You're still getting your moment. Take Hunter Reigns to 15, which is what it should have been. Now you're taking off almost an hour. You can still do the rock circle jerk. You can still do everything else. And now you're, you're cutting this down to, you know, from five hours to four. And like, okay, now it's at least a little bit tighter. Maybe it's not a top mania, but, you know, mm-hmm. that main event's probably better being 10 minutes shorter. And the, ta- the taker match yeah. is better being 10 minutes shorter. And we don't mm-hmm. have the slog of a battle royal with no real excitement. I mean, yeah. Corbin was a groan when he won. He eliminates Kane that no one gives a shit about. Nah. Uh, uh. I love I love Baron Corbin. I got a soft spot. Not for enough him. though for this. <laughs> you were excited by this. It's like whatever. I was. I, I was. I'm all in on to this day. You and the you and the lone wolf. You and the mom. I think he's miscast. I think he'd be a great baby face. I think that's I part too. of the problem. But end of days, man. He needs to go do the Drew McIntyre. He needs to leave. Go like <laughs> work around for a bit, and then come back, and maybe he'll be over again. I think. I just think he's like done. Like. But I think he's old enough where he's, he's probably too old to go do that now. So it's like he's probably just going to be like a, a Dolph who just like hangs around forever. But, I mean, dude, to be in an NXT in 2014, it's been a decade now. Like, it's probably not going to happen. I, I would love to see Baron Corbin just like slowly transition to be like the new IRS. Like, <laughs> we, we see him we see him like run out to help break up a fight. And suddenly he's wearing uh, like short sleeve business shirts and a, a, a tie. He's an agent. I, I could see that uh, that path for Baron. Two Corbin. two stars for this battle royal. Two. Uh, I went two and a quarter. Uh, it got the uh, the lone wolf bump. All right. So not a match, but we got. Our, yeah, I guess weird. it is a match technically. Uh, yeah. So the Rock comes out. God, you yeah. Tell the story. That was uh, the Rock comes out. As you said, it's a, it's a circle <laughs> jerk for the great one, uh, flamethrower and all. Um, it's just so long. Cowboys cheerleaders. Cowboys cheerleaders. He's got the goosebumps. He's got to show you. He's got the goosebumps. Um, 
it comes out, he cuts a promo. I don't even know what it's about. He gets to announcing the attendance. Um, it seems like they kind of cut him off there. It seems like they're supposed to be more, which, you know, they spare us from that. We eventually right. get to the Wyatt family coming out, um, which is, which is pretty cool. Rock puts over um, Bray Wyatt, talks about how he's got the people in his hand. He's got the talent. He's got uh, um, the uh, the pedigree to make it in the business uh, and to be something special. And he surrounds himself with with uh, the goofs and uh, it en- ends up breaking down to, uh, you know, the Wyatt family is going to pick the bones of the rock and the rock's always ready for action. So he rips off the track, the track pants and the tank top goes flying and. He wants a match with a member of the Wyatt family, so it is uh, Eric Rowan taking on Dwayne The Rock Johnson at WrestleMania, impromptu style. This um, is Rock's last friggin' match. A six-second squash of That's fantastic. Rowan. So listen, uh, I, I broke this down when I watched it. You want the time of all this? By yeah, the way, the match it. is a dud. We both gave it a zero. It's an all-time bad. Double zeros, yeah. Um, here's the breakdown of the timing for this. So the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders come out first. Right then, the Rock's music hits. Place goes crazy. That's with one hour and 16 minutes left in the show. So all we have is the main event. And this. There's an hour 16 left in the show when this happens. So Rock comes out. He does the flamethrower. Lights up the Rock thing. From the minute his music, when that started, to his promo beginning is five minutes. Five minutes. Of of him walking to the ring with the flamethrower. Five minutes. Okay. The goosebumps. Don't forget the goosebumps. This is like I love The Rock, but this is him completely overinflating his importance in wrestling history. Like this was like <laughs> him just thinking, I'm here is enough for everybody. And they'll don't they'll love whatever I do. That's what this felt like to me. So he comes out. Um nine minutes from when he first showed up is when he finally says the attendance, because that's the whole point oh he's Oh my out here. gosh. Uh, he rambles a bunch, says the attendance. They play his music again. Then he walks mm-hmm. in circles for no reason. Then the music stops. Then the Wyatt music come out. He starts to talk again. Then the Wyatts come out. So I don't know if they missed a cue and they were yeah, like, all right, like stupid, it. you're walking in circles, so start talking again. So now it's like another more minutes have been wasted. The Wyatts, you know, is never a quick entrance. The crowd's into it. God bless them. Um you know, Rock says bronze looks like he's been press fed since he was 26. That was funny. <laughs> From when the Rock, you smell hit, to when he pins Eric Rowan in the ring in, in a six six second match is 21 minutes. Oh no! Then two minutes later, John Cena comes out. For his big return, because he's been injured, right? So he comes out to help The Rock run off the Wyatts. When him and Cena leave, it's 27 minutes total. So from when The Rock's music hit to when he leaves the curtain is a half hour of time. So Shane Taker with entrances and post-match. through the uh, That plus this is an hour and 15 worth of time on this show. Is that the worst hour in WWE history? Is that the worst hour we've covered? I don't know. I think it's the the worst worst hour hour... we've covered so far. It probably it's the worst hour in WrestleMania history. I would say Mm. it's. I mean, and it's more when you include the Battle Royal. That was just those two segments. If you put the Battle, it's an hour and a half. It's probably the worst ninety-minute stretch when you when you put those three things together. 
Um, this was just completely not needed. Either do the match or just do the beatdown. You didn't need the flamethrower. Read the room at this point of the night. Like, <laughs> we're this long into the show. Come out and say the attendance. The Wyatts jump them. Cena's makes a save. They pose, and we're out. Like, we don't need more yeah. than that. You I don't gotta, think we need this. Like, we already had Austin Foley and Sean. Yeah. It just felt like it was like, it was. It just shows to the bloat of this show. And I get Cena wants to be there. Fine. But, I mean, you could have just done a quick tag versus all that other shit, too. Like, impromptu tag, and that's a squash. But I guess everyone else was hurt. You know, like, Well, you could have done Roman and, Rowan and Strowman, I guess. But I don't know. And I know Bray deserved to be on. So that's a tough thing. Like, all these guys deserve to be on there. But it's yeah. like, at this point of the night, we don't need a half hour. Fuck that. Right. It doesn't need to be in a half hour. Yeah. It's just too much. It's just, it's just way too much. Wait yeah, it's interesting you talked about The Rock uh, coming out and needing to kind of present himself or being presented as right. like the biggest star of the night. Um, you know, and uh, I would say Stone Cold got more reaction doing his little dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, giving yeah. a stunner He's, than everything The Rock Him did. and Sean. I think him and Sean, him and Sean got yeah. the two biggest of the legends. Um, but they were earlier in the night, too. Like, I mean, again, I, this crowd is alive until that main event. Like, Mm-hmm. It shows that they just went too long. Like it has nothing to do with anything else. It's just all this stuff is just too long. It reminds me of the UFC. Like, like when I used to watch more often, like the cowboy would always order them all. We'd go to his house, and there'd be some nights where the fights would all go full five, right, or whatever, mm-hmm. full three, full five, and the main event would be starting. It'd be like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking like they'd still do the full freaking video packages in the full opening, and I remember thinking like why can we just call an audible? And he'd be like, no, they don't, they do it no matter what. And it reminded me of this. It's like, they don't give a shit. The show is the show. Yeah. And if it's seven hours, it's seven hours. I'm not one to complain about the content. There are people that get so mad about the hours and the content, like whatever, it's a content world now. So if they want to go six hours, it's their own network who gives a shit, but make it a quality six. Like we don't, this was the legitimate description of just junk. Yeah. And it's just the back end. It's really just the from the cell, the battle royal, this, and then the main event. Like the first five or six matches are fine. Like things are moving fine. Yeah, we we talked about it um, while we were watching the show. Like again, if you stop after that that triple threat match um, and you just put the main event on, I mean, you're probably looking at uh, at that at least at that point in time, you're probably looking at like a top. 12 14 ish wrestlemania like you're, even if you're you want to go that high, even if you want to say top 20 like whatever it's not bottom you know what i mean it's not bottom yeah yeah um this is this is a very rough stretch uh, we had to cover well um, and i don't even know how to fix it I don't, I don't know how to sit here and fix it like we talked about you know the injuries didn't help i, I think you could have condensed the main event the two matches into a four-way for the main event i guess could have helped um, I, I don't know what else, you know. All right, and like if you I do guess, the four you know, think, way, yeah. If you do the four way, like I expect that match probably to go closer to thirty minutes. But there's going to be a lot of big spots to like justify it going thirty minutes. Like it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so it saves a little bit of time because you're, you're you're you know combining the the two matches and that main event's going to go right. overly long anyways. But I mean, yeah, just shaving time off the cell match. Like, take ten minutes off of that. It's hard to wrap up the Charlotte rock. Charlotte won it. That. Only it was two hours and twenty minutes in when Charlotte won that match. <sighs> I mean, and, and there's like three matches after that. 
and somehow and it, that goes another two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just this long stretch from the Battle Royal and then this rock segment. Like, it's a long time for nothing of consequence. You know, I love love the Willy Wonka trophy, but it's it's not of severe consequence. Like, that's a long time to ask your fans at WrestleMania to be invested, and, and the viewers, too, um, and this stuff that isn't really consequential. They should have went right into the um, – they could have just put all the legend stuff together. So Sean, Cena, Foley come out. They do the thing with New Day. They do the dance. They spill the beer. New Day leaves. The Wyatts come out. Now the lights go out. The Wyatts come out. Lights come back on. Sean's on the ground. Austin's on the floor. The Wyatts are standing tall. We don't see it because they're injured, but the, it happens in the darkness. Lights go out again. Flames in the sky. They come back on. The Rock's got the flamethrower. He comes in the ring. Uh, he verbally jousts with them. And then out comes Cena. Cena and Rock stand tall. They run them off. We get all five legends in the ring. They raise their hands. Rock, Austin, Foley, Sean, Cena, all kind of stand together tall. Mm -hmm. Why not do that? Put them all in that one section. Then that condenses that. That's all. You know, you're probably only adding, if you add on what I just said, what's that, six minutes probably into that? Seven minutes. Add that on. You're lopping off the other 23. Cut the cell, <laughs> cut the main, and we're done. <laughs> like, there's ways to do it without radically changing this card. I'm not even saying overhaul the card. It's like, there's ways to improve things without making yeah. major changes. No, all, all very, very logical changes. But All right, so we get to the main for. event. It's Triple H defending against Roman Reigns. <laughs> and now, like, this is where we go off the friggin' rails again. So, like, we're this late in the night. This was getting close to 12 o'clock, if I remember right. Yeah. And I, well, yeah. I think it was 11 central, but for, for you guys, it was midnight. Yeah. And I remember thinking, if there was, like, it has to be a squash. When that rock thing went that long in the arena, I remember saying to, to the cowboy, I'm like, I'm like, this, this means this main event is like three minutes and out. Like, there's no way we're going to go this long. They're going to, this means Reigns is squashing them. It's going to be the best case for business. Reigns murdering him and getting out of here is like the only way he's going to get over. We're not going to get the usual fuck fest. This is awesome. Out comes Stephanie on the fucking chariot. <laughs> out comes, <laughs> out come the skeets and jubaloos along with her. Uh, you know, she does the Christmas play Rotella monologue as she's out there. Hunter has a 10 minute entrance. It's like a local theater play, uh, you know, coming out just like absurd. He does all this bullshit, gets in the ring, damn it, damn it, damn it, boo. Like, I mean, all that, all that. Reigns is still fucking booed as soon as he comes out. It's like, what are we doing? Like, like, like he says, no, they still don't care for this freaking guy. And then it goes 27 minutes, Marcus. 27 minutes. And I tried to watch it this time. I tried to give it, like, a chance and say – all right, I'm going to look at it, you know, in a vacuum. I haven't been sitting here for seven hours. I haven't been up for 23 hours. Like, <laughs> let me watch it. Give it its fair due. And it's it's the definition of blah. I went two and a half. It's like, it, I think it's the worst of the Triple H jerk-off matches at Mania. If you look at the list of them, it's him and Jericho, him and Batista, him and Orton, and this one. And he's got the Batista one later. I mean, the main events, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The main events that shouldn't have main evented. <laughs> like, that's the list of them. Um, we talk about the Orton one uh, soon on Place to Be Podcast, so we'll see how that one holds up. I, I, I'm okay with the Jericho one. I'm okay with the Batista one, but they're all meh. Like they're all 
two and a half to two and three quarters, right? And there's always seemed to be a match on the other car that should have been better than it. Like 18, mm-hmm. Hogan Rock. Um, 21, Sean Kurt. Probably wasn't going to close over it, but whatever. Sorry. It should have been better. Um, 25, I do think it should have closed. I think it's hindsight to say Sean and Taker should have closed. I don't no, believe I don't, that. Yeah, I don't believe that um, either. No one knew that was going to be that good. Right. And Triple H Wharton was hot. They just worked the wrong kind of match. Yep. This should have been the main event. I'm fine with it. But this should have been Reigns getting payback for all the bullshit he's been through. He comes out, tries a spear, 100 ducks, kick, wham, pedigree, kick out, 100 shocked, grabs a sledgehammer, Reigns knocks a sledgehammer out of his hand, Steph gets on the apron, spear to Steph, turns, spear to Hunter, one, two, three, Reigns wins, three minutes, we're out, everyone's happy to go home, and it's a great WrestleMania main event. And don't tell me they don't take note because they do the same thing later in the year with Goldberg and Brock. They show they're not afraid to do a quick squash main event on a major show. It's this Hunter wanted to do the wank fest. There is no defense in any realm for this going 27 minutes. I don't care that it's a WrestleMania main event. They could not have believed that Roman Reigns could put on this match at this point, especially after that card. If you want to go 15 to do, give make it feel like a main event, fine. I don't think that helps anyone. I think it should have been a three-minute Reigns murders him. It looks like a megastar. And that's the way to do it. So even in the commentary of this match, uh, and this is kind of a theme, I think, for a lot of Triple H matches, and I think it bleeds into uh, like the Cena era, Batista era. Um, it's all about the babyface having to keep their emotions in check. Nobody watches wrestling to see the babyface keep their emotions in check. Are you kidding me? Like, Everybody wants to see the moment where, uh, you know, Stone Cold says presents somebody uh, and on the verge of like disqualification because he's taking it too far. Uh, you know, Hogan with the mounted punches and uh, the, you know, the battering ram elbow or clothesline in the corner. Um, you know, the, the, these these spots like people want to see an unhinged baby face pay it back. And when Roman finally does pay it back, which is at the tail end of this match, which is the Steph Spear dodging the um the sledgehammer hitting the spear on triple h the crowd erupts for that and that's why i went three based off the strength of the finish i thought they did a really good job paying off everything did not need to take 25 minutes to get to that last two or three minutes or so um so that's what keeps it down i thought roman was he was good and he showed what he can do but it's like just because roman can work that way doesn't mean he should and they'll eventually get there and correct it much later. Like his strength this season has been when he is walking tall and when he's also got somebody who's bringing the physicality to him. Instead, they're trying to tell like this, you know, uh, almost green guy trying to keep his emotions in check versus the ultimate wrestler. It just doesn't add up. Um you know, what do you want Roman to be? You want Roman to be a walking tall baby face? Do you want him to be uh, a Bret Hart technician, Bob Backlund type guy? Like, what do you want him to be? Um, right. Yeah, if there was ever yeah. a time for a squash, like this is it. This I is get, it. Yeah. you know, I said the same thing with Batista, but I get why they didn't do it then. But like this one, th- this there was no reason not to. Like, it, like, you know, Roman's not yeah. going to have the match they thought this was going to be. 27 like, you know, minutes. Roman can work. Yeah. There's no like, and I, I, I can see Triple H's what could have been his viewpoint of like, I'm going to give him a match to like make him the guy since, you know, he doesn't get to get the belt off Seth or whatever. 
so much of that is driven off the story of the shield, which was one of the right. best groups and angles that they had executed in quite a long time up to that point. Um, so like Roman doesn't need the great match and we've seen him have really good matches this season. doesn't need it here. Like let the squash happen. Let the moment be cool. Let Roman walk tall. Um, and now it's okay. Well, who can, who can dethrone, um, you know, our, our conquering hero baby face that saved us from, uh, the continuation of the McMahon Helmsley regime. <laughs> right. This has to be one of the longest Mania Man events, I would think. I mean, we got the Iron Man, obviously, as its own class, but we can't have too many more that are over 27 minutes, I wouldn't think. Yeah, seems like I'd a have long to look time. Back, yeah. I mean, nothing early, that's for sure. I don't know how long, I forget how long Triple H Orton was. That might be close, but I can't imagine as many that are, if any, over 27 minutes. So I'll have to look back, but this is going to be like a top five long main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's need- needlessly long. All right. So that all nets out to a 2.75 on the night, which for a card with this many matches is disappointing. I mean, we really didn't have much to, to shake shake a stick at. You know, we were we like the women's match, the ladder match, and beyond that, three and a half peak. Um, yeah. With an all-time dud with the rock thing, which you know, I try and be decent with squashes like that. Like, I'll usually give them a one just to keep them off the list. But that was – it was so egregious that it even happened to me. Like, it deserved the freaking dud because I, I factored yeah. all the bullshit that was with it. Yeah. I counted, so. It took, what, 20, 25 minutes to get to a, a, a six-second squash? For the rock, gotta keep the rock strong. All right, let's get to our uh, build. Uh, so we gave a point for the IC title again. A spotlight showing a mania as it should it was too long without it. Uh, a point for the Styles Jericho long build into their payoff. A point for the League of Nations New Day feud that's been going pretty strong. A point for the Texas based Hall of Fame class. It was you know it was, it was a cool uh, yeah. class that they had here in, in Dallas. Uh, a point for the three way women's feud that's been brewing since NXT into WWE. At a point for the Reigns Authority feud culminating. Yeah, it's been uh, cool to see them like take the the NXT uh, storylines and be able to like translate it so well into the like the you know current product, um, mm-hmm. main roster product. Um, I don't I don't know if they've ever done that as well as they did with uh, with those three. Uh, but yep. let's get into the minuses. Uh, we've got Ambrose and Lesnar. Uh, feeling tossed together uh, just to kind of give them something to do. Like we talked about mm-hmm. more McMahon, uh, never ending family BS um, just about control, control of the company uh, all over raw uh, undertaker fighting on behalf of Vince really makes no sense. Like we talked about um, it's forced, it's convoluted as opposed to, you know, having Vince, you know, have some kind of power or something over the undertaker. There, there's other creative ways to get there. Um, and then uh, why getting hurt? And Harper also getting hurt just uh, kills the momentum out of what the Wyatt family was doing and uh, the role that they were supposed to play in WrestleMania, whether that was with Brock or uh, somebody else. But uh, JT, that brings our total war score for build up to two. Okay. All right. Commentary. We gave a point for Michael Cole explaining Sasha's wearing the Eddie Guerrero inspired gear, her fandom, Charlotte with Rick's robe. I thought he was good with that. And then uh, Cole says, for all mankind, when Shane dies, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, this is a five-hour show, pretty much. All these matches, we had two above-average commentary notes. <laughs> tough, tough night on commentary. <laughs> oh, let's see how tough. Uh, we've got JBL getting annoyed with the over-pushing of the flash in the pan. AJ Styles, Michael. Um, 
Cole is way too insane with the legends yelling about how the legends are dressed to fight and narrating every second. Um, you know, oh like you're not God. seeing it. He's in his gear. He's here to fight. Yeah. Uh, Cole continues to bark out stuff happening to ensure that we're all seeing it, uh, including to his uh, partners. Uh, Cole tries to force way too many moments. Cole reading off his lines when Shane jumps off the cell. Uh, I think Aaron pointed yeah. that out. Uh, and I haven't been able to, to unsee it. Uh, so thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, but yeah, it's like you just witnessed a grown man fall from you know 30 feet or whatever. You think you'd have a natural reaction uh, or be allowed to have a natural reaction. Um, Cole calling too many things that aren't happening. You know, Charlotte looking for the figure eight, uh, you know, trying to get the figure eight locked in when that was not happening at all. Um, it's almost like he was ahead or behind himself, but, uh, yeah, tough, tough night for good, tough night for a mile. So that's a minus four for commentary. Uh, here's where we're going to make our ground though. Atmosphere. Cause we talked about it. The arena is awesome. The crowd is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to rack it up. I think here, uh, we give a point for America, the beautiful, which was well done. Uh, a point for the amazing arena setup, all time classic look and feel, with the kind of red, white, and blue, and the just the bright scheme in that in that building, uh, a point for the mega pop for Kevin Owens, a point for Stardust had the Dusty Rhodes tribute gear ladder, hit the polka dots on, that was cool. A point for AJ's entrance, which was great. Uh, two points for the God pops for Michaels, Foley, and Austin, just some all-time yeah. mania pops there. Uh, a point for Undertaker's mania entrance. A point for Maya House, which is a pretty iconic mania song. They played it a ton in the build-up to this. A point for the crowd uh, being into every take or Shane story, despite the length. Uh, a point for the mega rock pop. A point for Wyatt's entrance in that big stadium. A point for the mega Cena pop. And there was a pop when Reigns won, so we gave a point for that. Uh, again, this crowd was was great. I mean, it was a great crowd. It's overloaded yeah, for sure. It, it really is, yeah. Uh, that was It was a surprise to see them so involved watching it back. Uh, for our minuses, we have a week opening video for WrestleMania. Uh, and despite the never-ending <laughs> evil-themed local theater play uh, for Triple H for his entrance uh, with Stephanie, we've got Roman Reigns still being booed immediately. <laughs> it's it's just like that preconceived notion to like it's boo Pavlovian. whoever the top yeah. guy is. Yeah, you know, as soon as yeah. they did, they done it to like this camera now. Yeah, uh, but that's a plus eleven for atmosphere. So I mean, that is a big pickup for this show. Wow, um, and it's going to continue with moments because if nothing else with this show. It is one of the, I think, the one of the most filled manias with moments, notable, important stuff, or all-time stuff. Like this, it's littered up and down the show. All right, we gave the max three for the first mania for all these big stars. Like right, we've named throughout the night, there's a ton making it mania debuts. So plus three. Uh, another point for Ryder winning the IC title. A point for the classic Budio box entrance. A point for the legends destroying the League of Nations moment. A point for Lita debuting the women's title and ending the Diva division. I lied. It's three points because we we end the Divas division. We debut the women's title. It's the kickoff of the women's division. The future of the revolution. All that starts here. That's that's worth three for sure. Uh, a point for Snoop bringing out Sasha. A point for Charlotte becoming the star of the women's division by winning this match. A point for Shane's dive off the cell. A point for Diamond Dallas's page WrestleMania return. A point for Shaquille O'Neal's surprise entrance. Uh, paying off his promises year after year to beat WrestleMania. A point for Shaq and Big Show's big stare down because that had been teased for a while. A point for the WrestleMania attendance record, whether it's real or not. In their world, it's his new record, 101.763. A point for The Rock having his last ever WWE match to date. A point for John Cena and The Rock destroying the Wyatts, a memorable moment. A point for Reigns spearing Stephanie. 
and a point for Reigns winning the title. So I'm just a lot of moments. Wow. A lot of things happen on the show. Yeah, big stuff. Uh, let's get into the minuses as we've got a few. Uh, we've got Styles losing his WrestleMania debut. That made absolutely no sense. Uh, Lesnar not wanting to play ball too much um, and leading to Ambrose seeming to be a little checked out. Um, that's a, that's doing... a tilt point for this show, too. Like, if that match is what it could have been, I think that would have helped us greatly, like, historically. Yeah. I think that that's they needed that to really deliver to help this show out quite a bit. Like, if they go out and have, like, a violent Moxley match, which I think they would have let happen if if Lesnar would have done it, I think I think they would have given it to them. So if you go out and have a 15 minute like gore fest with these two guys or something, um, now you're talking right like that. That helps the show a lot. I think that disappointment that really that didn't help things. No, uh, it would have evened out like the you know disappointing main event too. Um, we got Sasha doing all Eddie everything like all right the gear, but it's like also like Eddie spots during the match and the frog splash and the shimmy. It's all too much for me. Um, Sasha loses when primed uh, with the big entrance and seems to get the best crowd reaction um, out of the three ladies. Uh, and then Corbin being a bit of an unknown um, uh, and not really being over uh, when in the Andre Battle Royal. Well, they don't even explain who, like in the Battle Royal, they don't talk him up. They're not like, oh, this guy's a threat. Oh, he's mm-hmm. throwing guys out left and right. He just like kind of hangs on and wins. You know, it's like it wasn't like a dominant performance. Like, right, I don't yeah. feel like it really like helped him a ton, you know? Especially with uh, all but those that's people 50, in there. Yeah. Like, let them be dominant. Right. You know? It's a clean house. They're all bums. Like He should have thrown 15 <laughs> guys out. Um, speaking of 15, that's our plus 15 for normal moments. That might be a record. I think. Um, wow. That's a lot of moments. Plus 15. Uh, all right. Plus 275 on the matches. Let's get to card structure. We give a point for the great choice of opener uh, with a hot ladder match. A point for the women's match kind of being the mid-show main event. And then a point for Helena Sal at a mania. Like, always is a cool addition to the show even if it was the wrong wrong match it's still cool when you have a ladder match and a hell in a cell on the card yeah it feels feels huge um for our minuses though we've got uh the cell match being so much in the segment uh just being way too long and uh, kills the flow of the crowd it's a, just a dead spot in the middle uh so we went minus two there we've got the long battle royal without many big spots it's a, a tough pill to swallow after the 45 minute sell mm-hmm. uh the dallas cowboys cheerleaders are pretty late into the show the rock and his flamethrower and the attendance reveal that just drags on for 20 plus minutes like you said uh the full rock scene of why segment uh goes long uh the long stephanie promo and, and theater uh, to get to the Triple H entrance uh, happens over four hours into the show and a long plotting main event. Uh, we put all that together to a minus two, which I will say minus six for uh, minus Pumped six overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the total is yeah. minus six. Yeah, good. Um, I like the idea that with the network and now Peacock of having the last hour last 45 minutes whatever but like the top of that last hour having that okay this is dedicated to the main event whether it goes 30 minutes whether it goes 20 minutes i think that's a cool idea um and not something right. you have to like telegraph but it's cool that like okay right. boom top of the hour this is it top of that hour doesn't need to be 12 o'clock <laughs> that top of the hour could be 11 o'clock and right. it's it's much more palatable all right, so that's a minus six for card structure, which after those last two categories, there's a chance like this show was creeping toward 
Oh yeah, top five. <laughs> Crazy enough, but uh, card structure really hurt it, which we figured it would. It's just it's not built right. Uh, rewatchability though, there's a bunch more here too. We get Riders, Icy Celebrations, great. Austin's Pop is awesome. Uh, the video for the Triple Threat with Confident by Demi Lovato was great. Uh, Sasha's Frog Splash on the Figure Eight was an awesome spot. Becky taking out Flair was really good. Charlotte's good. Moonsault to the Floor was awesome. So the women really delivered the the rewatchability in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane's dive and Stephanie getting speared. So a lot of rewatchable moments on the show too. Uh, a few minuses here. Uh, so many spots with the Hell in a Cell. Shane going toe to toe with the Undertaker doesn't make a lot of sense. Is there still a big size difference there? Um, Rock entrance and promo just being long and uh, pedantic. Uh, Steph's promo being <laughs> being way too gratuitous at that point. Uh, memorizing that whole thing and performing it um, sounds like oh something that Aaron would have wrote for uh, Rattel to read on the on the play. Um, yeah. So what's that? Uh, what's that give us? JT plus four. Plus four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, all-time matches. We had the IC title ladder match, but we also had the Rock Rowan on the other side, so that nets uh, out. And that gives us a score, Marcus, of 24.75. So, I mean, it's... I think it's higher than... I mean, it's probably any project that does anything ranking WrestleManias is probably the highest this would ever finish on anything. Like, I mean, for be. us right now, of all the shows we've done, it is top 11. It's it's got a really cool atmosphere, which which did a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, and it's it's all moments because we're officially we're like we're definitely in that era for WrestleMania where it's more about the moments. Um, the matches definitely help. There's there's some good matches here, but uh, it's all about it's all about those uh, scripting the buzzer beater moments, as uh, they like to say recently. Yeah, it so, was a ton uh, of good moments. Heavy on the moments, heavy on the atmosphere, and that carried it. I mean, that all goes into the show for us. So. Uh, it's just above TLC 15, just below fully loaded 99. It is our, believe it or not, second highest ranked mania of the six we've done. Wow. Uh, WrestleMania 21 is is significantly ahead of it, um, but we have it ahead of the rest of them. We have it ahead of uh, WrestleMania 2, obviously. We have it ahead of WrestleMania 28, ahead of WrestleMania 2000, um, so ahead of WrestleMania 11. So we, we like it. Uh, of the manias. <laughs> it's our second best so far, uh, believe it or not. All right. So we got some year end awards to get to. Let's get to our pay-per-view years though. So um, we look at it as an average score. So what we do is we take the total war and divide it by the number of shows. So this ends up finishing second for us of our six seasons, uh, seven wow. seasons so far. Um, so last place for us is 1985-86 with four and a half average per show. Then 94-95 with a 5.6 average per show. Uh, 2011-12 had a 10.2 average. 2004-2005 had a 12.6 average. And then our top three seasons are 99-2000 with a 17.8. 2015-16 with a 19.2. And then 18-19 NXT is still our best season so far with 21.3. So, I mean, it's a pretty strong season if you look at average yeah. points awarded by war. I mean, it's, you know, we talked about it. It was heavy on moments. Um, you know, some really good matches, too, all throughout it. The biggest detriments were the commentary. Card structure was often an issue. Some of the booking decisions. But they often were well-built shows. There were a lot. It's kind of one of the last years up until this mania, too, that they were easy to digest. Like, a lot of the shows mm-hmm. were still just three hours. So they weren't, like, 
slogs yet. I think we're going to get there soon. Um, yeah. But I know that was a surprise when we started because I was expecting like, okay, we're in the network era. You know, this is going to be a four hour extreme rules or whatever, but that wasn't the case. Uh, these shows no. were uh, easy to digest. Three and out. Um, yeah. WrestleMania excluded. All right. Let's uh, so our, let's do our top 10 real quick and then we'll get to our year end awards. Um, All right. So our 10th. So WrestleMania 32 is our 11th play show. 24.75. Uh, then we got fully loaded 99 at 26.25. You got it? You want me to do it? Uh, yep, I got it. Yep. Uh, I got NXT TakeOver War Games 2 with a 26.5. Uh, then we have NXT TakeOver New York with a 28 and a quarter. Royal Rumble 2000 with a 28.5. Money in the Bank 2011, 28.75. The Royal Rumble 2016 with a 32. WrestleMania 21 with a 33 and a half. The SummerSlam 2015 with a 35.25. Royal Rumble 2005 with a 36.5. And, a and a still atop number one, the SummerSlam 1999, highly controversial, with a 38.25. So, Marcus, I mean, this is a pretty strong season because if you look at our top 14 shows, we had Night of Champions, WrestleMania 32. And SummerSlam 15. So, I mean, uh, no champions, TLC, WrestleMania 32. So, four. We got four of the top 14 are from this season. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And there really wasn't yeah. any, like, Elimination Chamber, we did not like. That was our worst one at three and a half. But after that, like, everything was at least, let's say, eight and higher. I mean, that's, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, our snapshot of our worst, we have Over the Limit 11 at negative 9, Wrestling Classic at negative 6, Night of Champions 2011 at negative 3, WrestleMania 11 at negative 0.75, Taboo Tuesday at 0.75, and Armageddon 04 at 1, Unforgiven 04 at 1.25. Like, that's our real bottom tier right there. That's our worst, whatever. Eight yeah, our right basement. There. All right, want to get to some uh, year-end awards? Gladly, let's do it. Uh, you want to start off with our MVP? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you and I came to the consensus of this guy pretty quick. I mean, he was, he had a ton of classic matches, never had a bad match. I think his worst match for us was like three stars or 275, maybe. Um, and that is Kevin Owens. I mean, we had the awesome stuff with Cena. He had the matches with Ambrose, the ladder match, um, even his Ryback match, which I think was the worst one we had, was, was fine. The Dolph match we liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cesaro match was good, so I mean he just he had an awesome season. He was our most consistently great guy. Yeah, he was a game changer from the moment he got called up. Um, the he's so versatile too. Like you can use him in the the co main event spot against a guy like John Cena. You can use him as kind of just okay. We need a uh, you know we need a hit here. We need to get on base with a match with Ryback. Um, you know, and he can he can go out there and put on a. a a really good undercard or uh, upper mid card style match with like Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, um, and then bust out the classics with like Ambrose. Um, yeah. So yeah, he was super versatile, uh, game changer from the moment he got called up. So yeah, well deserved MVP for Kevin Owens. <coughs> I think Cena uh, and Rollins getting hurt hurt them, mm-hmm. 
you know, I think I think they could have maybe been in contention, but um, they lost the whole back end. Reigns was too up and down. I think Ambrose was the other one we were we were close on. I think mm-hmm. he had a really good season too, but and Brock is always, obviously always in the mix too. But yeah, it would have been interesting interesting to see Rollins because like after um, what was the uh, the uh, pay per view where he has fights Undertaker or fights uh, Lesnar? Um, blanking on that right now. Yeah. Battleground, like at, like something starts clicking there, and he he gets a really good crowd reaction there, and it, he mm-hmm. feels more like a finished product. So it would have been real yeah. interesting to see him uh, finish. Yeah, his season, best stuff but... was SummerSlam and Unforgiven. So I mean, he was mm-hmm. starting to peak. You know, like we would yeah. have gotten him and Reigns right at Survivor Series or the three way, whatever they were going to do. Um, you know, would have been pretty good. So, all right, uh, Silver Slugger, what do we got? Uh, winning the silver slugger, we've got John Cena. Uh, he does it with a average of 3.75. Right. So uh, silver he... slugger, we basically take all the match grades of a certain wrestler divided by number of matches and whoever has the highest average rating is our silver slugger. So Cena had the average per match rating, which is crazy to me it, that it wasn't Owens, honestly, but I think mm-hmm. Cena just had less, I guess. Some of those Owens matches were really good with Ambrose, but they still were more like three and a half three and a quarter. Whereas I think mm-hmm. Cena like hit high and then he was out because he had the Owens matches, the Rollins matches, and then he got hurt pretty much. So yeah. Um, and a little stat here, uh, Cena shares a 3.75 uh, match grade with other silver slugger winner, Brett, the Hitman Hart from the 1994, 1995 season. There you go. Uh, our highest to date is Christian in 2011, 12 is just under four. Uh, it's like Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> 395 for that. So yeah, just under 400. Oh, um, frozen Ted. Actually, no, I lied. I'm sorry. He's not our high. The the War Raiders are. There are Ted Williams. They're 4.42 oh, okay. that NXT season. But I think Christian had more matches. His might be a little more impressive. I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he, he played the full 162. Uh, all right. Our Vince Scully for our best announcer. This was probably the hardest season we've had to give a best announcer to. We ended up on JBL. I mean, we just couldn't do Cole. He had too many downs. And mm-hmm. Byron never talked, and Lawler's too annoying. And we only had four choices all season. That was it. Yeah. So, I mean, JBL was like the least annoying um, with his fucking sports talk voice, but uh, <laughs> could have been worse. Yeah. All right. Who's our I uh, Mendoza? He, I think okay. JBL won it with the um, the strength of the Cena uh, and uh, Owens performances. He was really good. Yeah, he was good at those. The stretch yeah. of matches. So, um, for our Mendoza award, uh, we have Rowan, uh, and he does it with. Uh, a tune of a 2.3 which isn't oh. bad i mean what kills him is the rock match with the zero yeah yeah i think i don't know if he would have gotten it without that uh because he's not even close to our worst i mean our worst is moondog spot at wrestlemania 85 86 he only had the one match so if you want to take that out it's jacqueline in in 99 2000 0.67 um, yeah so i mean rowan's actually other than you know, poor Sasha Banks. We gave it two nine one, and I'm not Sasha Banks. Um, Travis, Travis Banks. Mm-hmm. We gave it two point nine one uh, in eighteen nineteen. That's our highest Mendoza, and Rowan's our next highest. And again, it's only because of that zero, really. But we didn't have a lot of bad matches in the season, honestly. No, no. I feel be- I feel bad giving it to anybody with like a a two and above. Like you just like you know, because it's it's not terrible, yeah. but you know. The, the output is the output, as uh, our buddy Aaron would say. So, 2.3. Uh, while we're on the downswing, uh, uh, our LVP. 
you want to bless us with that, JT? Your favorite? It's got to be Kane. I mean, I think he was the one we bitched about the most, probably, like, all season. Um, just constantly involved in the big matches. This is the director of operations. He had no good matches. Every time he came out, it was a groan. He was just always getting in the way. He was my mm-hmm. least favorite person easily this season. I just I couldn't stand him. He felt like a teacher just kind of going through that last, uh, like, two semesters trying to get their pension yeah. or whatever, like, trying to get their full tenure. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was pretty checked out um, and unneeded. Uh, All right. Uh, who had our best individual performance at a pay-per-view? This one was tough. Uh, we did a lot of discussion about this. Uh, a lot of good performances this season, but we felt at this person's highest they were completely untouchable, and that is Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Um, he that might be the best that he ever will be, not you know to cap his potential, but um, he he was on a hundred that night. Like he was, he was on a different. He was in his bag completely. We talked about yeah. it. We did the show. It was like every, like you get ooze. He was oozing confidence, hitting everything. He had the white tights, like flying around. It was he didn't Cena didn't carry him in that match. He he set the pace and drove mm-hmm. that match. And I think he's right away kind of stood out to me. When I was thinking of individual performances. I think the next one would have been Owens, probably in one of those yep. Cena matches. Um, but I, I think the yeah, I, I think Rollins on that night was just awesome. Yep, untouchable. All right. Owens is our rookie of the year, though. I mean, I don't think there's any question there. For our rookie of the year, it had to be someone who was not on the pay-per-view before the year started, the season started. He was not. He debuted um, on our second pay-per-view. And he was amazing um, on everything he did. He was our MVP. So, of course, he's going to be rookie of the year along with it. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Charlotte. Probably would have been a runner-up. But um, yeah. you know, this year, Kevin Owens, he, he took it by storm. Yep. Uh, JT, right. who has our most main events this season? It is a tie between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Both have six main events. Uh, Most matches won. That is Charlotte Flair with 10. 10 victories. Which is the most we've had. Triple H with 9 in 99-2000 was the previous record holder. You wouldn't have thought she was on this many shows in the season. Like, it's crazy. Like, before Mm -hmm. the season started, if you told me Charlotte was on 10 shows... Um, and one, I don't. She didn't lose any of them. She was ten and zero, I think. So it's like, I mean, ridiculous. No. Uh, all right, most title matches was the New Day with eleven. Um, so a very busy year for them. They were pretty much in the title tag title scene the entire time. Um, you know, I think Rollins getting hurt knocked him out. He might have ended up close to the top, probably. Yeah. Um, but New Day's every show they're in the tag title match pretty much this whole season. So yeah. I think Charlotte was pretty close too. Um, yeah, because she's okay, she really racks cool. them up, uh, starting in uh September. But uh, our most matches lost, JT, that is Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Uh, they're both tied with seven, and it was a little tricky getting there. Um, we felt like the Royal Rumble needed to count as a loss for Roman because he lost yeah. his championship and it was one versus all. Um, right. we so, normally don't count the Rumble as a match yeah. for these guys, but um. Yeah, you made a good case for it. That Reigns, I think it's a one-time. It was exception. built around him versus everyone. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, you think of this season as a Reigns, as a Shield season. Yeah, Reigns is in six main events with Rollins, but he also has seven pay-per-view losses. Dean Ambrose, seven pay-per-view losses, even though he has a bunch mm-hmm. of great matches. So it's a weird presentation of them, for sure. 
Best crowd is the one we talked about tonight. Uh, to me, it was hands down this season. I did like SummerSlam. I thought the Brooklyn crowd was really yeah. good. But um, this Dallas crowd was on fire. When you, especially when you, when you factor in everything, the length of the show, the stuff toward the back end, like they're hot all the way through up until pretty much the main event. Even the main event, they're in and out. Um, but for the bulk of the show, they are like red hot. So to me, it wasn't even a question. Especially being such a huge stadium. Sometimes the stadium shows, the reaction isn't always true to what it is live. But that wasn't the case on this night. Like they were, they were loud and rowdy, uh, pretty much all night. All right, uh, let's wrap up with our All Star team and All Loser team, Marcus. So, who are our five All Stars for the season? All right, uh, we've got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Dean Ambrose, and Brock Lesnar. That is uh, our All Star starting five. I think it's a fair picture. Like, I mean, Cena just misses. I think the injury hurts him. I think mm-hmm. Rollins had done enough and put his stand on the season that he deserved to be in it. Um, and I think Reigns not being there tells you that he just had too many ups and downs. Like, he'd probably be the sixth, I think. Yeah. Probably. Um, but, I mean, these five were the most consistent in-ring-wise. I mean, Brock is Brock. You know, he didn't have his strongest season, but still his stuff whenever he was there was really good, um, including the taker matches, you know, which are both great. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Our all-loser team, um, and actually, we only, we only got five here listed, Mark, so we never solidify the fifth. <laughs> Might have to call it on the fly. We could talk it through. <laughs> uh, here we have listed Kane, no surprise. We went with Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. They were two of the worst parts of the season for us, so we thought they belonged in here. Um, we also gave it to Rusev. We, uh, we both love Rusev, but it was such a down year for him. Um, it made to look like a fool. It was all the stuff with Lana and, and Dolph and Summer, all that garbage. Uh, he looks like kind of a goof by the end. Yeah, he's in the League of Nations, but it's like completely deep pushed from where he was earlier. He lost a few to Cena. That made him look kind of weak. So um, it sucks to put him here, but. I think he deserved to be in the bottom five for this season. Yeah. And the comments are uh, so bad that they both belong in. Trying to go through uh, our, our discussion. Yeah. Um, I think it looks like Triple H uh, is our uh, our fifth. Yeah, uh, due to just how right. heavy-handed the authority stuff was. We almost give it to The Rock uh, for <laughs> derailing <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, but uh, in our discussion, uh, we determined that Triple H was more offensive yeah. with uh, his antics in the Royal Rumble, everything that he gets um, for that moment. And all season. And then, I mean, all the shit with he's all over Rollins constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. demanding him to do it on his own, like all that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. There's our awards. That's our season, bud. Um, it was a good one. I, I had a good time watching it. I think I watched some stuff I hadn't seen probably since they first aired some matches I had no memory of. Um, it was a long season for sure. So to counteract that, we're going to do a couple short ones coming up. I'm not going to tell you what they are just yet, but we're going to do a couple of a tighter ones to, to knock a couple out because this one took us a while to yeah. get through. It was just a lot of stuff. Um, so we're going to head back quite a ways for our next one. And I'm looking yeah, forward if you, to it. Uh, if you're listening from the jump of the season, from the start of the season, we appreciate you. We understand that, uh, you know, uh, the variety may not always be there. You know, 15, 16 is a long season. Probably, you know, everything from 15 on to, uh, well, we're going to stop this project at 1920. Like, 
everything's going to be a little bit of a uh, time investment. So we appreciate you uh, following along the journey. Hopefully uh, the end result was worth it. And um, yeah, hang in there because we got some really uh, short, fun uh, time periods and seasons to talk about. I'm really looking forward to. The next three at least are going to be like, actually, I think the next four we have planned are going to be quicker. Um, there's, there's one in there that's going to be a little longer than the others, but we're going to hit some fun fun years coming up now, some classic stuff. So looking forward to it. Um, all right, check out everything we have to offer for North South Connection. Like I said earlier, most of our stuff now is on YouTube, uh, video content, but everything is still in audio as well. So uh, we have a couple of video-only things, but not many. All of your favorite pods are still in audio form as well. Just go to NorthSouthConnection.com. You can see everything we have, video and audio right there, or just subscribe to us on any podcatcher app and on YouTube. Uh, all social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Check us out. Live your life above replacement level. We'll talk to you in two weeks with our next season. Close the blinds, let's pretend that the time has changed. Keep our clothes on the floor, open up champagne. Let's continue tonight, come on, celebrate. That's how we do it. Run with the